a toast to good old Irish etiquette. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And this is Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We're so happy that you're joining us. Um, in case you didn't listen to our last one on Valentine's Day, we're trying to do uh, a series of holiday specials. Where Travis does the research and I get to be cute and funny. Exactly. Well, you're always cute and funny, my Aww. dear. But we're also super excited because you're listening to this during Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive is a very exciting time of the year. The network that we're on, MaximumFun.org, is listener supported. And what that means is that we depend on you, the listeners, to support the show and it gives you an opportunity to be a part of something bigger the magic that is maximum fun and all the shows that you love that wouldn't exist without help from listeners like you so if you would like to become a donor i would encourage you to do so right now as you're listening to this go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate plus when you become a new or upgrading donor you get cool stuff lots of cool stuff and we'll tell you all about that we're gonna have some pledge breaks throughout this one and then on our regular episode and everything like that but i will also tell you for as low as $5 a month, so like $60 a year, the price of, say, a new video game, you could be a Max Fun donor and listen to hours and 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 hours, and hours of Max Fun bonus content. So don't miss out. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. I want to tell you all about St. Patrick's Day, Teresa. Great. I want to hear about it. Is it, is it beer o'clock? Okay. I'm going to start off right there. Here's the thing. Okay. I um, am of proud Irish descent, I would mm-hmm. say. My, as, as am I. Yes. Well, that's because uh, the Irish heritage is the second most claimed after German. Well, I'm German, Irish, and Scandinavian. You can tell because I'm so tall and blonde. <laughs> well, and the reason I, I found it interesting that most um, you know Irish, Ireland residents um, will tell you that we celebrate St. Patrick's Day make a much bigger deal out of it here than in Ireland, which to me makes complete sense because currently in America, there's about 35 million Irish um, Americans, which is seven times the population of Ireland. Well, that also makes sense because Ireland is very small and the United States is very large. And we'll get all into other reasons, but let's start off with the history of St. Patrick. Now, here's an interesting thing. Even though he is, by most standards, one of the most well-known saints in the Catholic Church and the basically patron saint of Ireland, most of his history is kind of problematic to nail down because it comes from the Declaration, which he wrote. Which, I mean... Alleg- allegedly well, wrote and by also him? he existed in the fifth century so yeah that's a long time a, ago a while ago folks but here's kind of what everyone does more or less agree is true about him so he was born in um romano britain um remember fifth century so somewhere in 400 ish a.d um and lived most of his young life there but then was kidnapped uh, when he was about 16 by Irish raiders, take him back to Ireland, where he lived for six years and mostly worked as a shepherd. Um, 
And then, according to him, he was told by God that it was time to get out and get back. And he walked, I read one account, 200 miles to the shore where a boat took him back over to Romano, Britain. Huh. There, he studied, became a priest, and then returned back to Ireland to convert Ireland to Christianity. So it was like, God was like, listen, you're supposed to be here, just not yet. So go get an education, my son. Basically to say like, okay, this was your like pilgrimage. This was your walk in the woods, your time in the wilderness where like you learned about this culture. Now go home, learn about my culture, and then come back and tell all these people. Um, so some interesting things about, uh, St. Patrick and his, uh, his transitioning of Ireland from pagan to Roman Catholic. He used a lot of the same symbolism, which, and you hear about this all throughout the idea of converting pagans. So like the idea of Easter and Christmas, where we incorporated like the tree and rabbit. Right. All the awesome parts. Right. So if you've ever seen the Celtic cross, right, with the circle and so you have the cross with the circle laid over it. That circle represents the sun, which was worshipped in the pagan culture. So he overlaid that over the cross, made the Celtic cross in a way to better, like, help the transition. Um, he also used bonfires in a lot of celebration because bonfires were used in a lot of pagan celebrations. And the shamrock, uh, which I also found shamroy, I think it was pronounced in Gaelic or what they called it in Gaelic. Um, there's... Differing opinions on whether or not it was actually ever considered holy by the pagans. But the story is, and the reason that it's so associated with St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day, is that he used the three leaves of the clover um, to kind of convey the story of the three parts of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Does four-leaf clover have anything to do with any of this stuff? The fourth leaf is us. No, I I don't think so. I think it's just that it's a rare mutation of the thing. So that doesn't have anything to do... No, 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 I don't think so. Okay. Um, but here's an interesting fact that you might not know. There were never any snakes. Kind of his claim to fame and what most people know him as is that he drove the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah. That didn't happen. That's more or less a really thinly veiled metaphor for driving out pagans and converting pagans into Christians. Oh. Yeah. Well, but wait a second. There are snakes. There's snakes like everywhere, right? Like little garden snakes? Everything I read, everything was like, there were never any snakes in Ireland. So there's no snakes. I mean, I'm sure there might be a snake or two just hanging out, like seeing another one be like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. But there was never a plague of snakes okay. that was driven into the ocean. That, by that I can understand. But I guess I was thinking about, you know, like garden snakes and I mean. Well, it's an island country, so there might not be any snakes there. I don't know. Okay. But if you live in Ireland and you've ever seen a snake, please let us know. At Schmannerscast <laughs> on Twitter. Another interesting thing. You know how the color green is like super duper incredibly associated with St. Patrick's Day? And Ireland. Don't it they was have not like always that way. Rolling hills of green? Here's the thing. There was actually for a long time. Um, legend had it, the fairy tale, by which I literally mean fairy tale, was that it was incredibly unlucky to wear green because that was the color of the fairies. And you weren't supposed to dress like a fairy. You weren't supposed to wear green until um, certain like military groups and, you know, uh, fighting forces started wearing green to show their pride in being Irish. So then it became associated. Originally, the color associated with St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day was blue. And it wasn't until later 
that green became the popular color until like the 17th and 18th century. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, why we're on it, let's talk about pinching. Don't pinch people. That's not nice. In this age of like consent, we need to make sure that we don't pinch people. <laughs> also, anybody who's gone through elementary school knows that it's just an excuse to pick on people. Yeah. It's not a good thing to do. Um, there's lots of stuff associated with St. Patrick's Day that I would say we shouldn't do anymore. But one of them is definitely pinching people. It's just mean. Like, don't do it. It's weird. It's one thing if someone says, pinch me, I'm dreaming. Yeah. Or like, pinch me, I'm super into it. <laughs> Exactly. But you shouldn't pinch people just because they aren't wearing green. I read somewhere that the pinching originated as like um when the Irish dispersed throughout the world that it was a matter of, hey, why are you not showing pride in your heritage on St. Patrick's Day? And that's where the pinch came from. Or there was another claim that the pinching came from that if leprechauns, uh, so you would wear green to blend in with the fairies and it, so that they couldn't find you to pinch you. So it was leprechauns pinching you because you weren't wearing green, except that I think both of those are just things we use now to justify pinching people. Right. Don't do it. Don't pinch people. If If the whole thing about pinching people to show their Irish pride, how would you know who was Irish? Irish people. On St. Patrick's Day, everybody's Irish. <laughs> Irish people look like people. That's very true. Um, so it wasn't until 1903 that St. Patrick's Day became an official public holiday in Ireland, thanks to the Bank Holiday Act of 1903. Um, it was introduced- 1903, really? That yeah. is fairly recent yeah. as far I as mean, those before things then go. it was a- religious holiday and a feast holiday but it wasn't like a public okay it was made by uh introduced by irish member of parliament james o'mara now o'mara later introduced the law that required that pubs and bars be closed on the 17th of march after drinking got out of hand a provision that was later repealed in 1970 or in the 1970s so they they closed all the bars during St. Patrick's Day? So here's the important backstory that you need to know about St. Patrick, Patrick's Day to understand why it has become the thing that it is. Okay. So in ancient Ireland, when the feast first started being recognized, it was like in the 9th or 10th century, somewhere in there, that they started having the Feast of St. Patrick. It falls within Lent. And it was a day that the restrictions of Lent were lifted. Ah. Right? So drinking, meat, dancing, partying. It was like the one day in the middle of Lent you could do that. Decorating. You know, during Lent, they don't even decorate the church. Yeah. So it, it became a day to cut loose in the middle of a very restrictive religious period. Right. So that's kind of how that evolved into a very... Very special celebration day, um, and why it can sometimes get out of hand. Okay. I'm going to tell you all about the St. Patrick's Day Parade, but before I do, we mentioned earlier that it's the Max Fun Drive, and I wanted to mention the Max Fun Drive again. Some of those gifts um, that we talked about earlier that you could get for your donation, $5 gets you access to all of the bonus material. Right. Now, for $10, you get the bonus material and your choice of some really cool bandanas. One of which represents our podcast. And it's 
beautiful. Super sweet. If you remember from last year, they had um, some cat calendars based on all the hosts of the shows. That same designer has designed some amazing bandanas, and I highly recommend them. You can see them all at MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Now, for $20 a month, you get your choice of one of the bandanas, all of the bonus content, and you get uh, an adventure kit from Max Fun that includes stuff like wet wipes and a pocket knife and a paracord bracelet and a bunch of other stuff. It's really, really cool. You can see that as well at MaximumFun.org. And for $35 a month, you get all of that, plus you get a really cool like Max Fun Rocket Thermos. Oh, I really want that thermos. I know. I really want it, too. We might have to update our donation to get it because you see... We are MaxFund donors. We are both hosts and donors because we love MaximumFun.org. It hosts not only all of my shows, but a lot of my favorite shows, shows that I am actually not a part of. I listened to Jordan Jesse go long before I started podcasting. And I really love Sawbones. I'd have to say that's my favorite podcast. And that's the thing. MaxFund is full of a lot of amazing shows that you can help support right now by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Okay, so I mentioned the St. Patrick's Day Parade, right? Mm-hmm. So the first St. Patrick's Day in Dublin took place in 1931. Okay. Okay. Many people consider that the first St. Patrick's Day parade happened right here in America in March 17th, 1762. Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched through New York City along with their music. The parade helped the soldiers reconnect with their Irish roots as well as with fellow Irishmen serving in the English army. In 1848, several New York Irish Aid Societies decided to unite their parades and form one official New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade. Um, today, that parade is the world's oldest civilian parade and the largest in the United States with over 150,000 participants. Each year, nearly 3 million people line the 1.5-mile uh, parade route to watch the procession. Cool. And do you know about the dying of the, the Chicago River? I have heard that it does become dyed green. It does. The Chicago River is dyed green every year, right? And at first, I I found this so very interesting. It started in 1962 when city pollution control workers used dyes to trace illegal sewage discharges and realized that the green dye might provide a new a unique way to celebrate the holiday. All right. Multi-purpose. That's, I love it. That's pretty cool. That year, they released 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river, and it kept it green for a week. Oh, it's vegetable dye. That's yes. what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, is it like safe? But if it's vegetable dye, it is. Well, and today, to minimize the environmental damage even more, they use only 40 pounds of dye, which turns the river green only for a couple hours. Yeah, because the river moves. Exactly. Now, Chicago historians claim that the city's idea for a river uh, of green was original, However, some natives of Savannah, Georgia, claim that it was their idea. Uh-oh. Um, they point out that in 1961, a hotel restaurant manager named Tom Woolley convinced city officials to, to, to dye Savannah's River green. The experiment didn't work, though, because they didn't use enough, and it only took on a slight greenish hue. But that was one year before the first Chicago River dying. But... It's so hard to kind of pin that thing well, down. Well, so the idea may not have been original, but the execution worked better in Chicago. Exactly. So that that's the, the famous part. Well, and they also kept doing it. Yeah. That's the other problem. You can't really lay claim to it, Savannah, when you did it once and you went, yeah, never mind. Yeah, you need the longevity to create that kind of thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's one of the important things to keep in mind about St. Patrick's Day. Um, 
the Irish have gone through a lot of bad times throughout history. Right. And um, I mean, especially here in America, they the Irish were considered second-class citizens, as with a lot of immigrant families. Well, and what happened was the Great Potato Famine hit Ireland in 1845, and close to one million immigrants poured into America. Um, now, the problem was is that at the time, their religious beliefs were not as common as they are now in America. And also people saw them get this as uneducated and, you know, poor, dirty immigrants coming to take their jobs. Mm. And so there were signs put up that said Irish need not apply and political cartoons painting them as drunk monkeys and that they were all alcoholics and not worth it. Um, And so they had a really hard go of it for a while. So stuff like their Irish heritage and St. Patrick's Day was kind of a very big deal to them because it helped them feel reconnected back to their homeland, which is another good reason why St. Patrick's Day may be celebrated more enthusiastically here than it is in Ireland, because it's an opportunity for displaced Irish to feel connected to their homeland. These sort of things do sound a little cyclical, don't Don't they? Don't they, folks? Don't they? Um, And so it was also, uh, after a while, the Irish Americans realized, like, hey, I know that we're kind of looked down upon and kind of despised, but there's a lot of us. And it actually became a very political, like, strong political, you know, I wouldn't say group, but force that was called the Green Machine. Oh. um, That kind of helped shape American politics. And one of these stories is that in 1948, President Harry S. Truman attended New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade, a proud moment for many Irish Americans whose ancestors had had to fight stereotypes and racial racial prejudice to find acceptance in the new world. It was a very big moment for them that the President of the United States attended the St. Patrick's Day Parade. That is pretty cool. And this is also important to me. This is, I want to jump in here. This seems a good moment to say, you know, those hilarious quote unquote t-shirts that are about how Irish are drunk and that it's all about beer and kiss me, I'm drunk or Irish or whatever. Those t-shirts. Well, okay. Let me just say beer is awesome. And, and drinking is a part of St. Patrick's Day. It has since the feast, but that's like saying that like drinking is what Thanksgiving is all about or no, Christmas is all about. is about eating. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> it's like boiling down. It's not that it's not a part of it. It's just not the only part of it that there's it was a religious festival. It was a feast of remembering. And so the idea of when people boil it down to that and also boil down an entire culture and heritage to alcoholism. Like, be better than that, everyone. Like, just it celebrate however you want. Do it however you want. But do it with, like, at least some un- understanding that you're not just relating it to leprechauns. Like, there's an actual, like, group of people that it's very offensive to. So if you were to go into a t-shirt shop, what would you say was an appropriate t-shirt to wear on St. Patrick's Day? Something that says, like, Irish and proud, or even just, like, a green shirt with a shamrock on it. I mean, that's the thing, is, like, reference to St. Patrick's Day, or, like, you know, anything like that is fine. But just anything that, like, says, I'm drunk or Irish or whatever, 
Like, come on, be better, do better. You know, there's a guy, and I don't know if this movement has expanded, but I really think it should. Um, There's a guy I read about last year who goes to, like, Walmarts and Targets and stuff, buys all of the offensive St. Patrick's Day t-shirts he can find, and then returns them on March 18th. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love this very idea. And also, while I'm at it, just real quick, don't order an Irish car bomb at a bar during St. Patrick's Day. That's when you put the uh, the Jaeger in the beer? It's it's whiskey and Guinness. Oh. Um, a Jaeger bomb is Jaeger oh, and beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's like the same idea, right? Yeah. Except an Irish car bomb relates to when people blew up cars during revolution in Ireland and a very... Um, a very blood-soaked time in Ireland and don't order that drink it's highly offensive. So you could say give me a give me a, a Guinness bomb, a whiskey drop. I don't know, I just made both of those okay, up. Okay, so we're so it's not the drink you find offensive, it's the name. It's the name. So we should rename the drink. Yes. Let's rename call- it. Yeah, a, right Guin- now, a Guinness it. drop. Guinness drop. Get a Guinness drop. Yeah, well, go for it. Well, you're not dropping the Guinness. Let's call it a whiskey drop. A whiskey drop. Sure. Or even a Guinness bomb. Great. But not an Irish car bomb. It's super offensive. And that's the other thing. Get drunk. Go to town. I'm not telling people not to drink on St. Patrick's Day. Go for it. But, like, you don't need an excuse to get drunk. If you want to get drunk, get drunk. But, like, just remember that there's other stuff along with it, too. Speaking of, let's talk about how to properly celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Great. You don't even like the Aaron Gobra t-shirts? No, I like the Aaron. I like Aaron Gobrad t-shirt. That's the thing. Anything that's like go Ireland, Ireland's awesome, top notch. So let me start off by saying this: you know corned beef and cabbage. I do know corned beef you and cabbage. Of corned beef and cabbage. Yes, I am. Um. Well, in two thousand nine, roughly twenty six point one billion 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 with a B pounds of beef and two point three billion pounds of cabbage were produced in the United States. It's a lot of beef and cabbage. Yes. But I found this out. It was not the traditional Irish dish. It wasn't. No. Well, you know my favorite Irish dish, Cole Cannon. Well, yeah, Cole Cannon's awesome. But originally, it was Irish bacon instead of corned beef. Oh. But immigrants here in America found that Irish bacon was almost impossible to find. And when it was, it was super expensive. So you meant it wasn't the, it was the, the idea of the dish was the same. Okay. I thought you were leading to say oh, that, no. that cabbage and corned beef didn't really happen ever. And people no, no, just like it. It. Th- it was real. Okay. <laughs> corned beef and cabbage <laughs> is real. Okay. I didn't, I didn't just invent it. <laughs> Um, but they learned from their Jewish immigrant neighbors about corned beef and how much less expensive it was here in America. And so that became associated with um, St. Patrick's Day. And and Cole Cannon. And, yes, and Cole Cannon, which is delicious, as is Irish soda bread. Um, Irish soda bread gets its name from the distinctive character of using baking soda rather than yeast as a leavening agent. I really like it. It's a very sturdy a uh, rough, strong bread, and I enjoy it, and I will be making probably way too much of it for this St. Patrick's Day. Um, interestingly, there are seven places in the United States named after the Shamrock. So you could celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Shamrock, West Virginia, Shamrock, Texas, Shamrock Lakes, Indiana, Shamrock, Oklahoma. Um, you could also spend it in Dublin, 
You could Dublin, California, Dublin, Ohio, lots of other cities in America named Dublin. Uh, there, are, I mean, the thing is, there are so many cities in America. There's a lot of Dublin, Triplin, quadruplin up. <laughs> and I should have stated earlier when I said the most claimed heritage here in America, right? America I, most claimed heritage, not throughout the world. Okay, okay. Oh, and uh, does anybody? Should I explain what Colcannon is? Go for it. Talk, talk all about Colcannon, my love. Colcannon is mashed potatoes with kale in it. It's really yummy. Sounds delicious. Um, they celebrate not just in Ireland and not just in America. One of the longest running and largest St. Patrick's Day parade in North America actually occurs in Montreal. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's a big. Here's a fun fact. The city flag for Montreal includes a shamrock in the lower right-hand quadrant, if you didn't already know that. Not, not everybody knows the city flags, but I think that's cool. Um, you know, there's there's lots of... In Canada has a lot of very regional special St. Patrick's Day um, celebrations. Um, For example, there's been a parade held in Toronto every year since at least 1863. So a pretty damn long time. Um, In Great Britain, Queen Elizabeth uh, used to present bowls of shamrocks flown over from Ireland to members of the Irish Guard, a regiment in the British Army consisting primarily of soldiers from both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. The Irish Guard still wear shamrock on this day, flown in from Ireland. So that's pretty cool. Um, before I get to my favorite celebration of it, I also want to say an interesting fact that I found out, which was when Britain conquered ireland originally um music is a huge part of saint patrick's day it's a huge part of irish culture Mm -hmm. um when britain first conquered ireland it was outlawed to speak in gaelic to speak irish language um and so music was the way that they kind of kept their tradition and their stories alive to the point where queen elizabeth the first like outlawed the playing of irish instruments Huh. Yeah. They worked real hard to stamp that out, didn't they? They really did. As I said, Ireland has gone through a lot of rough times, folks. Um, So remember that. Um, My favorite place that they've celebrated St. Patrick's Day is on the International Space Station. Woohoo! The International Space Station has celebrated the festival in many ways. Um, Catherine Cole, uh, Catherine Coleman played a hundred year old flute belonging to Matt Malloy and a tin whistle belonging to Patty Maloney, both members of the Irish music group, the Chieftains, which is great. Um, while floating weightless in the space station in 2011, her, her performance was later included in a track called the Chieftains in orbit on the group's album voice of ages. Uh, you can find pictures of Chris Hadfield, um, of himself in like a, Pretty great, I would say. Green sweater and green bow tie floating in the middle of the room. It's pretty great. It's the thing, you guys. Floating pictures in general, I think, are pretty awesome. Everybody loves floating pictures. That is a fact. So if we're going to recap what you should do on St. Patrick's Day, you should have some delicious Irish food that may include corned beef and cabbage, cold cannon and soda bread. Yes. You should. Maybe even a Guinness cake. They're delicious. You should have possibly a beer to take a break from your your Lenten fast. Yes. And you should wear green because it's a celebration of your Irish heritage. Sure. But you should not pinch people. You should not pinch people. 
You don't have to get drunk to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but if you want to, by all means, go to town. But as in all things, if you're going to drink, don't drive. And if you're going to drink, Trying to make not to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> Trying to maybe hold it together for a little while. You know, have some friends together. You know, don't flood the bars. Like, though, that is going to happen. And I know that it's a big drinking day. But remember, you don't have to. You could have just like a, a nice party at home to kind of break the Lenten fast and have a good time. I will want to say one last thing. And that is about leprechauns. Oh, okay. They're okay. Leprechauns are very interesting in actual Irish mythology because they're kind of minor. They're not really that huge or they weren't at first. Um, they were kind of uh, they were tricksters, you know, uh-huh. like that neither good nor bad. They were just kind of like pixies, fairy, that kind of idea of like more morality didn't really apply. They just kind of messed around with people. But they were also known for fixing shoes. Of other fairies. That was just kind of like they were tricksters who protected their gold and also fixed the other fairy's shoes. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Sure. I mean, you got to have a job. You Maybe the trickstering was how they unwound after a long day of shoe fixing. Sure. It's called cobbling. I know. I just like to say shoe fixing. <laughs> um, so just a little bit about leprechauns. Um, yeah. So have a good time. But remember that. Even if you are not of Irish descent, there's a lot in the Irish history that I think is pretty universal. You know, you look at the time period where there were immigrants, the time period where, you know, even here in America, in just in the last century, you know, they were hated. You know, they were reviled and people wouldn't hire them. And now, you know, Irish is so universally accepted here in America that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm Irish. I'm Irish, too. Okay, great. But there was a time period, just like I want to say just about every immigrant in America, that they were reviled. And then they eventually kind of earned their place. And now people like them. Because you should accept everybody. Whether or not you like them personally is a different thing. But you should accept them. Exactly. And so even if you're not Irish, I bet that you share some characteristics with what the Irish have had to gone to. And I think everybody can kind of relate to that idea of like, we need to celebrate ourselves. We need to like, remember that we have heritage and that we have history and that we are important. Um, So go out, do that. Maybe hug, hug, don't pinch if they want to, if they don't want to hug, don't hug them. Um, And if you start to feel too drunk, go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Take some aspirin and some water too. Uh, Before we let you go, I want to remind you that it is Max Fun Drive time. We already told you you get all the bonus content for just $5 a month. You get the bandana and all the bonus content for $10 a month. You get the adventure kit, the bandana, the bonus content for $20. And all of that plus the uh, rocket ship logo uh, thermos for $35. For $100 a month, you get entered into a group called the Inner Circle, which means that every month you will receive some sort of media or pop culture thing handpicked by one of the Max Fun host producers, whoever. But somebody who said, you know what? I think that they all like this. And you get all the other stuff, too, for $200 a month. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, $200? I don't know. that. I, that's so much. You're not wrong. But, one, it would do a lot of good for us. But, two, you also get free admittance to 2017 Max Fun Con. Along with all that other stuff. And Max Fun Con is super fun. It is pretty much the most fun an adult can legally have <laughs> in America. 
I and I I highly recommend it. I'm a huge fan of Max Fun. I'm not just a host and producer. I'm also a fan, and we love that we're listener supported. We love that we only exist because we know that you listen. So maybe that you've been listening to Max Fun for years. Maybe this is the first show you've ever listened to on Max Fun. Either way, it's a great time to give. Be part of the magic. Um, and if you do donate. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. If you do donate, make sure to tweet at us, either at Teresa and I or at Schmannerscast, and let us know that you donated so we can say thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we definitely want to say a big thank you to Brent Brentlefloss Black for our theme music, and you can buy that ringtone on iTunes. And we want to say thank you to Kayla M. Wassel, who did our logo design. I also want to say thank you to History.com and to Wikipedia.com for helping me um, research St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we want to encourage you one more time, have a safe St. Patrick's Day. If you want to drink, go for it. Don't drink and drive. Think of another way home. Be safe, please. It's very important to us that you are safe. If you enjoy this show, make sure to tell a friend. You know, share this episode with people leading up to St. Patrick's Day. That's why we're putting out the specials, because we want to educate people. Um, and if you like the show, go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, at SchmannersCast. Go on the Facebook and on the Facebook. How old am I? <laughs> go to Facebook and join the Facebook group. Just search Schmanners the podcast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. You can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Travis McElroy. And I'm at Teresa McElroy. And if you have any ideas for episodes or comments or anything, you can tweet at us Facebook, but you can also email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Join us again in a couple days for our regular episode. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.